Welcome, welcome everyone to the Bhakti Talk uh, podcast, our first where we explore the spiritual path through the wisdom ways and practices of our beloved guru, Swami Primadaya. We are your hosts, Swami Sky and Ananda Dev, and the Bhakti Talk podcast is brought to you by International Centers of Divine Awakening. Sky. <laughs> Thank you, beloved brother. I actually, uh, this introductory podcast, I very much would like us to talk a little bit about ourselves and share who we are. Um, I look forward to interviewing you and knowing you and loving you even more. Mm -hmm. um, I also, I really want to know the story. You know, the whole purpose of this introductory podcast is to tell the story of how we met our beloved guru, Swami Pramadaya. Each of us have our, our own path. And I find it quite miraculous, uh, the adventures of how you find yourself on the doorstep of a guru. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I want to start by actually saying, why a podcast? You know, I, I, <laughs> a, <laughs> a podcast, you and I, and I have my answers for that. And then I, I'd like to see, <laughs> share with you a little bit. Um, you and I talk regularly. You're you're my very, very close friends, my fellow spiritual family uh, traveler and my beloved Guru Bai. I love the term Guru Bai because it, it translates to uh, Guru Brother. Um, and as Guru Brother, uh, we've gotten very close. We've tra we've literally traveled both uh, uh, in the spiritual realm and quite honestly all over the world. Um, so for me, why a podcast? Uh, I I love talking with you. I love being with you. I love sharing with you. <laughs> and we find ourselves in conversation, um, whether it's life, whether it's spiritual practice, whether it's even just casually being together. And it's so fun and so enjoyable. Um, and I really wanted another place where spirituality is honored. And for a disciple, especially, you know, a disciple of a, of a guru, having a, a place where you can express, share and relate and that what matters most to you, especially with, with the people you connect with and who are your spiritual family is so meaningful that I, I, that's that's why a podcast for me. But I really want to know from you, why the heck did you say yes to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, very similar reasons, because I obviously love you. You are also my guru by. Uh, thank you, uh, by the way, for that term. It's really, yeah, it's great. From now on, we refer to each other each other as guru by. So um, it is definitely enjoyable to uh, relate to each other, to share in the love of the guru and to also uh, relate as guru brothers and 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 be being able to talk about our guru to uh, relate what we learn uh, what is happening to us and um, we it's true we oftentimes uh, 
talk uh, privately uh, amongst the two of us and it is also very enjoyable and when you came with the idea like let's do a podcast like of course uh, it's a way to um to to share sangha to share communion to share love for uh, our guru and to share also about all the wonders of discipleship and and what it the innumerable um gifts graces joys and pleasures it brings to my life and i'm always lifted up higher after talking to you and that is also what discipleship is about that's what um a living discipleship is about and um that's what friends are for also <laughs> to lift each other up to to be together and to actually um share yeah share and and love and i hope uh, yeah i don't have no i don't have hopes for what this brings it's just a great way to connect and to share connection yeah yeah i think it's fair to say i hope that people enjoy it or sure, maybe sure. maybe take something from it you know maybe yeah. we share a little bit about ourselves mm -hmm. um you know uh, you are the um a formerly initiated disciple of swami Premadaya. you're uh the director of icoto brussels um you've been a very long time spiritual practitioner um and I'd like to you're you're first of all you're in brussels belgium yeah and i i think it's very fascinating that both of our stories include some form of art and entertainment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you're a performance artist mm -hmm. um being that i was raised in america and we tend to not really honor the arts <laughs> I don't really, I couldn't say that it's it's in my scope. Yes, I understand performance. Yes, I understand artist, but it's very vague. Can you tell us a little bit about about you and about what your your path has been as far as what a performance even it, performance artist even is? Um, the easiest way to think about it, it's uh, I'm I'm an actor. I'm a stage actor, so I most of the time, uh, whenever I perform, I perform on a stage. When I do my own work, my own things. It's oftentimes not on a stage. It can be in a street. It can be just in uh, a museum. It can be uh, in any public place or any place where people want to come to. And performance and theater are a bit different, but not that much different. Like uh, performance, um, how I always see it is performance is not so much um, busy with storytelling or um relating something within a space of time it's just something that is happening here and now um and theater tends to be a story and it ha it goes from a to b to z um so but i do acting uh, on stage regular theater plays uh i'm in uh, television, commercials, um, all the uh, things everyone is familiar with. And then next to that, where my heart is, is more like performance art, because that's more abstract and more uh, experimental. Um, but yeah, I come I come from that field. And it was interesting in um, because you asked me, um, yeah, how did you get here? Uh, meaning on a spiritual path. And I didn't realize actually how how much this um, coming from more an, 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 an artist background, how how that actually was uh, important, mm -hmm. how 
whenever I I have been looking always for something subliminal in whatever performance things uh, I do. It's always about disappearing, about going beyond. Um, and I did not realize at all that I was looking for reality or God or guru. Uh, I wasn't uh, even, I didn't even know it, it, it existed. Being in Belgium, it's not the most spiritually minded uh, environment. Um, it's not completely foreign, but there are there are hardly any people who are actually uh, spiritually minded, or uh, religion is also something that's uh, generally frowned upon. But then within arts, um, there's because there is a lot of um, possibilities to actually make a living in arts here, and I think here in Europe in general. Probably you'll find the most spiritually minded people more into the arts field because it's it's looking for something else. It's looking for something that's beyond the regular conventional. Um, but it's also, um, yeah. And there's spirituality is always beyond the conventional. Yes. And it's it's one of the things that's actually part of a personal mission of mine. It comes from Swami Pramadaya. Everything I have comes from Swami Pramodaya. Mm -hmm. I, I can say that quite honestly and quite factually, everything comes from my guru, Swami Pramodaya. Mm -hmm. And I say that because even my own knowing, even what I've seen, known, and understand for myself, even when I have my own insight and my or my own intelligence that I was born with, the thing is, the reason why it all comes from my guru is because I couldn't access it, any of yeah. it. There were so many barriers to living naturally, living normally, that even things that I was born with that are inherently, I just came into the world with, whether it's insight or intelligence or sensitivity, none of that I can even call my own. First of all, it's not my own because I, I didn't make it. I came in with it. But secondly, I didn't have access to it without my guru. It's like, you know, yeah. you can have a car, but if you don't know how to drive, what's yeah. the point? Um, yeah, 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 definitely. And also um, something Pramadaya um, once told me in the, in the beginning, uh, in, 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 in the earlier days of, of my discipleship, um, talking about what arts did for me. He said, like, it's, it's great, but it's very limited. Um, it will get you a millimeter closer to God. And that is something I totally realized. It was like, yes, the endeavor and the goal is definitely to go beyond, but but it doesn't get you very far. It's great, it's wonderful, but it's very limited because it stays within the confines. It's like try wanting to go beyond, looking outside, but there's no actual um, stepping forward. And that is, definitely uh, what you say about everything coming from the guru it's like uh, any door that opened is it's guru it's only guru mm -hmm. the the insight that's that's i've that's part of my 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 mission like i i hope to make it much, even more and more part of my life is just how much being an artist is outside of the conventional and how spirituality, you know, spirituality lived on any path, it doesn't matter the path, is outside of the conventional, lived entirely 
is always because conventional is all about just fitting in it. Mm. It's just it's just systems of organization. Yeah. So you're not a system of organization. You're an alive being. Mm. <laughs> I love Swamiji's quote. I always it's one of my favorites. One of Swami Premadaya's most basic teachings. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, much more than a human being, you are a spiritual being. Mm. Um, that's not word for word, but that's the essence of it. It's, it's like much more than, than being a human. So, so conventionality is just about organizing human beings. Mm. But living totally is always outside of conventionality. And artists, just by their very own nature, they, they see differently, they hear differently, they live differently. And the simplest form is what you always said, which what you already said, which is non-conventionally. Mm. And the interesting thing about that you shared with me about uh, Brussels is they actually support artists. So part of your, your performance, because when part of the description in America, when you described being a performance artist, people would hear that as like a busker in, in, in some way. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's it's a it's oh, no. it's it's indoor. It's paid for. It's mm. actually a program yep. that the government funds. You're yep. actually paid to mm. be a performance artist. So yep. I yep. just want to make sure that we say that part because yeah, yeah, how yeah. the American ears hear that is oh that's a bum. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. I also. Tend to forget uh, speaking to Americans that, uh, that, especially in the beginning when I would encounter Americans and I would say what I I do, I I I never got why they were like, yeah, sure. And it was like, well, but it's a thing. It's true. It's real. Yeah, it's a job. It's a it's, it's a, a legitimate yeah. Yeah. funded. <laughs> it's a, a job with a salary and yeah. you know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, it's absolutely. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we don't support that aspect yeah. of yeah. creative freedom and yeah. we, don't, we do not you know support artists in that way so i just want to make sure yeah long yeah, 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 yeah. way of clearing that up yeah and then um wanting the unconventional that's one part of it but then on the other hand that's also something i realized like um of course whenever you're in any type of organization whenever you are together with more than two people when it's not a sangha and even in a sangha you get into politics and that is definitely something in my life before meeting the guru it's a swamp we all live in until we don't anymore or until we do less and it was definitely a swamp i lived in like exclusive thinking and like that i'm better than this or that or and the politics and oftentimes also very toxic environments which happen everywhere it's nothing special about uh, this country or the arts world or it doesn't matter anytime you are in some sort of worldly situation you're stuck in the mud of um basically politics and uh, division and yeah us versus them uh, mindsets so that was definitely my life um before uh, meeting uh, the guru um <laughs> stuck and, in the stuck in the swamp is a good way man i think yeah. i think a lot of people could use that as as a phrase of their life prior to yeah. spiritual life prior to having yeah. the grace of meeting a guru yeah 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 and the more you try to get out of it the more you get sucked back into it that was at least um, my experience 
Um, and there were there were um, signs uh, that something else was possible. Um, but then it for me, it's maybe a good time now to say how I got to the guru. Yeah, I, I would love to hear the actual yeah. story. So, it, so basically, before the guru, you were it sounds stuck in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the, and then I would love to hear the the story of of how you. I, I actually titled this episode "Delivered to the Master" because mm. that's my actual experience. Yeah. My actual experience, especially in hearing other people's stories and then sharing my own, is it's it's arranged. It's a it's an arranged delivery. The the meeting itself was arranged. Yeah. So I say delivered to the master because you find yourself on the master's doorstep. You find yourself on the guru's doorstep and you're kind of like, how did this even happen? And why me? How me? And I'll share with you a, a, a quote that Swamiji had said to me when I was speaking to him on the phone. And he was saying, he was talking how that God doesn't create music. He arranges it. And so this, this arrangement, your life is the arrangement. You are the music, you're the arrangement. So I'd love to hear your story and, you know, I know how it was arranged. So I'd love to, love to actually hear your story. Yeah. Yeah. Before I go completely into the story, I just wanted to add that I used to uh, romanticize the being stuck in the mud. I would call it fertile mud. But it's like, oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, you you can call your garbage anything you want. But if you yeah. see stuck in the mud, you know another person. My my version would be more <laughs> see that I, you know, living in garbage or carrying garbage yeah. of the past. Yeah. Or and it's like ah, I could dress up the garbage, but it's still yeah. garbage. Yeah, 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 perfumed garbage. Yeah. So um, what happened was. We're from Belgium, and um, my um, beloved uh, wife and also uh, uh, Sangha sister, Shamari Dev, um, she, we were not disciples, but she went to, she's a, uh, she was a professional dancer and a choreographer, and she has been a, a long time yoga practitioner. She, went to, she had the opportunity to come to LA, to go to LA for a two-month yoga teacher training, a Bikram yoga teacher training. And um, I decided to come with her uh, for two months because uh, our oldest son back then was one year old. So we made the decision and the arrangement like, okay, I come with you for two months. Um, you will be on your yoga teacher training the whole time. I will be in LA. Fine. I will... I. I will take care of the kid and uh, I will cook for you. And that was the arrangement. Uh, I had also decided to come to LA and I wanted to prove everyone because everyone told me like LA without a car is impossible. I was like, I'm going to prove you all wrong. Um, the first two weeks I didn't have a car, uh, which was horrible. 
terrible. It was, I really felt like I have to, I, I just can't do anything here. People don't allow me on the bus with the kid. There's always something going on. I, I have to get, I have to go back to, to Belgium. Like uh, Shamari is always away. She's always on a yoga teacher training. I'm here with a baby. Um, I'm in a gated community somewhere in Hollywood. Like very, ugh, everything was like, oh, is this, is, is, is this LA? Is this California? Like the place where whatever, what we think of here in Europe, uh, dreams are made of. It felt awful. Everything just felt awful. But then I decided I get a car. Um, and Shomari um, at the Bikram Yoga teacher training, they were, um, they had a lot of assignments. And one of the assignments was um, to read uh, autobiography of a yogi by Yogananda, because Yogananda's cousin is, um, Bikram's uh, teacher, uh, yeah, uh, yoga teacher and uh, weightlifting something. Uh, so I ended up in the Bodhi Tree bookstore with my son and was like, oh, wow, wonderful place, looking at books, browsing. Um, at that time, I also, I decided after these two weeks, like I'm going to do something with my life here. Um, it just happened that I had been interested. I, I dabbled in a little bit of meditation here and there. Um, I was interested in the spiritual but i wasn't aware of many things or what was going on in the bodhi tree bookstore i see a poster and the poster says everyone knows everything and there's a picture of a um middle-aged man um i'm i'm draw i'm drawn to it i'm drawn to the picture and especially to like everyone knows everything i was like of course, this was, it was such an aha moment. I was like, of course, everyone knows everything. That is so true. There's a workshop uh, on Overland. Um, I took the flyer with me um, and I decided I just go to that workshop. And prior the week before going to the workshop, things happened. Um, I was looking at a cloud and all of a sudden I was the cloud. I was like, what is, what is going on? So in hindsight, all these experiences prepared me um, to actually meet the master. And then I enter the room. There's a lot of people. You were there also. I remember you well. Um, <laughs> and my conditioned European mind is like, oh, these people are so American. Oh, oh my God, I'm here with these Americans. Like, ooh, oh, they're so phony. And like, ah, all mind, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, Gurudev walks in and I feel like I'm, I'm going to faint. And there I get really into a mode like, I cannot faint around these Americans. I cannot faint around these crazy people. Uh, I'm exaggerating. I don't think the, I thought the people were crazy, but it was like, uh, for uh, being European, coming from Europe, like uh, European snootiness, it is a thing. It exists. I was like, oh, no, I can't around the... Uh, Americas, I cannot faint. So I did my best to just stay, stay, stay. I managed to not faint. Maybe it would have been better to faint or not. Doesn't matter. Um, but I was, I was, I was hooked. I was like, it was a great workshop. Um, then there was seat time that you could sit with the guru. I decided uh, 
I'm going to participate. I sit, uh, Primadaya asked me questions. And in that, in those, I think I still had maybe three or four weeks. And I came every week to an event. There was still Darshan or Satsang. Then I also had a, a, a personal session with Pramadaya before leaving. And in that personal session, he told me, like, find friends. And I went back to Belgium. It was 2006. And I came back and I decided to find friends. And then I, I started a nonprofit, um, which was called uh, the uh, Theater of Liberty, Theater de la Liberté, still in the... Uh, uh, performance art uh, vein, um, people coming in and out, and we were moving into a some sort of spiritual direction. But the the main thing, the main, the the Im most important thing was find friends, like like minded people. I didn't know that I was so lacking in that department, but I was, and then lots of things happened. I got out of a toxic work environment. Then I got with that uh, group. And still in that period, um, there was there were no online gatherings. I didn't know anything about discipleship. Um, so, so finding friends was actually a recommendation or instruction i i can't say it's an instruction uh, find friends came from the guru i yeah. i just i just pause you there because i always am moved by how practical our beloved guru is swami yes. pramadaya is the practical guru part of the reason why he's the practical guru is because of how effective he is yeah and many people come to spirituality with with big ideas and oh i got to work on this or i got to do it. and Guruji, first of all, we should just say for those who might be listening, Guruji means Swami Pramadaya. Guru Dev means Swami Pramadaya. <laughs> Swamiji also means Swami Pramadaya. These are terms of endearment. They have uh, profound meanings. They're very old, ancient uh, phrases that honor our Guru. Our Guru is Swami Pramadaya. And whenever you hear those terms, we're, they're all different ways of re referring to Guruji, Guru Dev, Swamiji, Swami Pramadaya. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's 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 so practical and it had such a huge effect. It was it it's actually just talking about it now that I see it even more clearly how transformative just this was this this one sentence was find friends. Of course, find friends. Um and then still there were no uh online gatherings. I didn't know about discipleship um yeah this was many many years ago yeah. so it would have been prior to even though we we've we've been on some form of online satsang we've been broadcasting live interactive satsang for many many years this you came prior to that mm -hmm. uh aspect being a part of icoda and a part of our offerings so there was only live in-person events. So you came to these live in-person events, you dove right in with Swamiji and you took what he told you back to Brussels. Um, but then there was no way to further interact other than by like a letter or email or phone yeah. call. So that's where you are now. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Keep yeah, going. yeah. 
Yeah, and then um, fast forward to uh, six years later, then I, at a certain point, it was about 2010, 2011, I would get uh, emails, information like, oh, we are online, we're doing stuff online. In those six years, I had been thinking, thinking lots of times like, ah, may I, I actually want to go back to LA. I want to, I want to meet again with Swami, meet up again with Swami Premadaya, especially at times of need. But then I also had the experience, which was interesting. I had it later, but that's for another time also with Osho, um, that I actually had conversations with Premadaya without Premadaya being in the room. And it was actual, it was, it was real. There was, I didn't have any doubt about this not being true or I am hallucinating. No, it was actual in times of need. That was Pramadaya. And he wasn't even, well, he was my guru, but I was not an initiated disciple. Um, but then um, six years later, uh, no, five years later, 2011. Hold, hold keep your, keep your thought. Yeah. Because I also, there's, there could be people listening to this going, what is a guru? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. I, you know, oh, you, because it's, it's not explainable in a logical manner because you just explained it perfectly and you, you explained the experience for, for pretty much every disciple I've interacted with because the guru is not a person. You're not relating to a person in, in that sense that, that you relate to your, your mm. friend or coworker. It's, it's, it's a function that operates in the divine domain and it's a response function. And so the guru, although bottle embodied, is still a function that is beyond space and time, and it operates in an entirely different domain than this material uh, mm. mirage that we are convinced is real. And so you just explained it perfectly, but I just wanted to add to it. It's like, that's how that conversation is possible, is because you're not, you know, relating from body to body it is truly the beyond itself and so um we're not really taught that that's possible so we have a sense that we need to justify that it's real mm. and all i you know part of this reason for this podcast and part of this platform is to allow and support and acknowledge how real that really is and I can even explain it. <laughs> here's yeah. how, here's why and how it's real. Yeah. So I just want to take a moment. I wanted to take a moment and just uh, yeah, 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 highlight Absolutely. that and and enjoy it. I mean, how enjoyable, how miraculous is that alone? I mean, we 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 are already suggesting to people who might be tuning into this that this arrangement is miraculous. It is miraculous. Yeah. It is. It is. Even though you can explain it, you can't explain it no no <laughs> no it's it's it, it's it's not logical and it doesn't matter it doesn't even have nothing has to be logical it's it's unexplicable it doesn't even have to be explained and um it is so enjoyable to relate these things it's like wow i want to be on a bhakti talk uh, a podcast constantly <laughs> it's like <laughs> and it is real it's yes. it's yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. only there's a lot of nonsense out there trying to suggest what is and isn't real, but you know what's real. Yeah, of course. I don't need to refer to somebody else's opinion. No, and um, 
and, and, and there's there, there's also no need for anyone to 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 be convinced like i i don't want to convince anyone i just know it's real it's like i don't care i don't care what anyone else thinks if you know it's real it's real and if you don't know it's real no problem then you can you can get help with knowing what's real yeah <laughs> it's yeah. certainly more real than a text message <laughs> <laughs> yep yep <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh, Pramadaya um, planned a trip to Europe and he got to me and I decided to, uh, of course, say yes, like, yes, wonderful. Uh, Pramadaya wanted to visit Brussels because when he was, uh, I, I think, even still a teenager, he visited Brussels and he had very good memories about uh, the city and he absolutely wanted to visit it again. He visited all, all around. He, he did quite quite a tour and i um helped uh, organize some things here in brussels and actually this uh, theater de la liberté the theater of freedom the find friends uh, uh people helped organize satsang here in brussels so like it came uh full circle well all, what also was interesting that um um, Pramadaya was arriving, I, I believe it, it was something early uh, September, and I had I had uh, actual uh, shows and job, and I I said like no I I can't because I have to be there for and then someone already uh, told like oh your master and I was like well I I I don't know but someone said like oh, your your master is coming and which was interesting because I wasn't the disciple um but then it 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 created a lot of uh, worldly uh, tension in my life because I said like no I cannot do this job you have to find a replacement because I really have to pick up Swami Pramadaya from the airport and I have to bring him home and I have to make sure everything is fine with him and then that was interesting to notice also like ah okay so uh, yeah it, it it just was uh interesting to see <laughs> the uh, arrival of the guru immediately like set things in motion and and um started to move things around and then the guru arrived at my doorstep uh, came inside slept in the house was around the children uh, was was uh, also here uh, we organized things i i helped to find places in amsterdam also to um, um have things uh, happen there and i remember sitting in when uh, pramadaya would have online satsangs by then there were online satsangs and they were having satsangs from here, from Brussels. And I was listening in and I heard disciple, disciple I was like, oh, that's interesting. What is that? And then an idea popped in, something popped in my head. It didn't come from me. I'm sure it came from the guru. Uh, and I I kept having this, um, um, this one phrase, like, I want to jump. I want to jump. I want to jump. And I, I, I think even I, I asked Pramodaya, like, okay, what is this disciple thing? And I think I even immediately said, like, and, and I want to jump. And then he said, like, well, there's a thing called discipleship, and you can take discipleship. And then I got uh, uh, the whole discipleship package. And then I read it, and then I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Um, 
And then they went to Amsterdam. Nothing was scheduled. And I decided uh, when, when, when Pramadaya, I brought him to Amsterdam and there was a workshop, workshop planned a couple of days later. And I decided to drive there to go uh, surprise visit. I showed up and Pramadaya said like, ah, I wish, I wish you had told me like, uh, how about your initiation today? And I was like, uh, 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 yeah, sure. And then I remember calling Shomari, um, who wasn't uh, a disciple, and we had spoken about it. And I told her, like, uh, it's it's supposed to happen today. And uh, am I going crazy? I don't know. It, that's also very common with disciples that before initiation and before actually saying yes to discipleship, a lot of stuff comes up and she reassured me. She said like, sure, it's fine. Go ahead. Nothing to worry about. And I was like, okay, okay, fine. And then uh, I got my initiation with my uh, wife and kids online uh, in Amsterdam. Um, it, it was a, uh, I, I, I still don't fully um, um, get the guru actually came here to, <laughs> it was not only for me, but he came here and, uh, and then I became a disciple, which is, um, like you said, it is definitely it's it's so clear that everything is from the guru. Um, life, life. It, it's also so clear how uh, incomprehensible it is. Like you can't actually explain. You know, it's like if you line everything up of when Shomari had her teacher training mm. to if you line everything up to then seeing a flyer mm. and then seeing that flyer and being just one small phrase and one image mm. of a person of how that just sparked and called the heart. Mm. And then I, you know, I have to go to this to going to it. And when you attend, it's like, I, I've got to go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then another small phrase of fine friends and just how that just lights on fire your entire spiritual path. And then again, how everything lines up, lines up, lines up. And then the guru comes to you. It's it's delivered to the master, but then the master got delivered to you, which ultimately is the story of every disciple. Yeah. We we tend to always think about it of, from our side that, oh, we get delivered to the master. And, you know, it's good to have a humble approach. But what we never comprehend is the, the 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 guru actually gets delivered to you. That's what arrangement means. It's it's it's, it's an arrangement. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally arranged from both sides. So not only do you get delivered, and you if you look at any aspect of your meeting Swami Premadaya, it's all far out. You know what are the chances oh, of yeah. going to to the Bodhi tree bookstore and seeing a flyer. And what are the chances that that happened to be that weekend? And that's a weekend that you were available. And, you know, she's in the middle of teacher training. So what are the chances that you had that day available to go to teacher training? And, and then I can tell you, uh, knowing how long 
how long I've been with Swami Premadaya, it's not like it was arranged where he went to the 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 home of of other people who previously visited. It's just each step along the way is just so far out. And then what's really not explainable is that sense, that knowing, that feeling, that understanding, yes, this is for me. Yes, I'm. everything's changing and transforming. And then I just have, uh, I was looking over to the left here on our website, um, just the, I, I love what, what's been written about initiation and discipleship. So I'll just, I'll just read it briefly because it, it helps. It doesn't help. It does capture it. Mm -hmm. completely captures it. Because people also are like, well, what is a disciple? What is a guru? What is a disciple? How is any? So I, I love this, uh, this explanation, th this, that captures this essence of discipleship. Initiation into formal discipleship is a unique and incomparable relationship, unlike any other possible relationship. There is nothing more truly radical, deeply transformational, and profoundly life-altering than formally acknowledging one's discipleship with an actual, i.e. God-commanded spiritual master. Becoming a disciple or a devotee is a deep calling from the heart to once and for all dedicate your life to truth, to spirit, which in fact is self, to the actual divine. Discipleship is a recognition it's when the disciple has recognized his or her true teacher, his or her true master. A moment comes when the disciple recognizes, yes, this is the one. Through him or her, I find my freedom. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's my story. It sure sounds like your story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it, it's a, it's an un unfolding, a continuous unfolding. Because now, when you read that, what struck me was also like my freedom, self. It's something we sometimes tend to forget. We tend to generalize spiritual and God, but at the same time, it's your real self. Like the closer you come to yourself, the the more you'll see that um, I'm not there, but but I, I can sense like, okay, the more I am myself, the more impersonal things also become. Um, the more real I am, the less it is about me also. So yeah, it's one of, it's again, another one of Swamiji's teachings is, is that, you know, your job in this life is to be yourself. Mm. And people have a lot of ideas around spirituality, especially around gurus and disciples. And they think disciple means follower. Mm. And yeah. the most primary teaching of discipleship from Swami Premadaya and from all true gurus is that you must be able to think for yourself. Yeah. You must think for yourself. You must be yourself. You must be responsible for yourself. And one of the true amazements, uh, because it's so polar, this is why you have to get out of the conventional, because it's completely the polar opposite. Premadaya likes to say bizarre world. It's always the opposite. So the polar, the, the, the conventional world says, oh, you're somebody's follower. But the reality, the truth is, is that discipleship is all about being yourself knowing yourself and living yourself. That's the wild thing. Discipleship and living the path, the spiritual path, uh, makes you more yourself. 
makes you more, it brings you to freedom itself. You're not yeah. following anything. The only thing you're, you're acknowledging is you're recognizing your heart call. And this heart call ends up showing you yourself and you end up living and seeing for yourself by shedding all the faults and you're yeah. open the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to say, like, in relating now to you, this whole story, everything I told you, it, it's actually a story of of, of shedding blankets, shedding overcoats, uh, again and again and again. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we always we always show up with a whole bunch of you know the, the garbage or the mud yeah. or the old blankets. We have a whole bunch of ideas of who we are, but. The, what we end up, the path is, you know, often Swamiji has said that it's it's a negative path because what you do, it's it's a negation. You know, the Buddhists very much are familiar with this. It's very much the Buddhist path, but it's a negation. You get rid of the false. Mm -hmm. It's not that you get the truth. It's you get rid of the false because, you, yeah. you know, it's been said many, many times, but you're already you. You're yeah. already standing in what's true. Yeah. But what you need is is a, you know, to call it a guide is such an un, a, a, a downplaying. What you need is, and that's what a guru is. A guru is the one who's willing to stand and 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 it's a garbage man. The guru is a garbage man, probably more than anything else. And you're required to take out the garbage and shed the false, so you can stand as yourself in the truth. Mm. Yeah, also one of the things uh, Gurudev um, said is, well, Guru, uh, the the meaning of Guru, like bringer of light or, or um, but I'm, yeah, Guruji also has said um, the Guru is actually the one who takes away uh, everything that obscures the light. It's just like, yeah, um, and that and and yeah, in in that sense, he or she is also the light bringer. Um, Beautiful. Shedding, 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 shedding. Yeah, I'm I'm actually now also um, interested in 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 hearing your story. <laughs> <laughs> I know I I I know I know I know it in big lines, but it's really uh, great bhakti talk. Yeah, I, um, I, I I shared this story or at least pieces of it recently, and I'm very it's it's my favorite thing to talk about. I, again, it's it's why the idea of Bhakti Talk podcast came about as a place to share where we that which we love the most. It's it's our very treasured. So. Um, my name is Swami Sky. I am the lineage holder at ICOTA. I'm also the director of operations. And my life leading up to Swami Premadaya. So I, I came from a traumatic past. I had a, a, um, a whole story of early developmental trauma. So I, I was by my teens, I was already having a difficult time in life, um, just as far as feeling normal. Um, and in my 20s, my early 20s, I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. 
I am very grateful that I've always had a, a deeply sensitive. I didn't know that that being so sensitive was uh, a positive thing until my 40s. So it took me until <laughs> my 40s to realize that being sensitive. So to acknowledge that sensitivity, somehow I just knew, like, go that direction. So I came out to uh, Los Angeles to make it in the film industry. Even, even though I had my own difficulties in life or, or relating, I, I, I was like, this is my direction. I'm going to California. And I didn't go to college. I went straight from high school to uh, saving up for a matter of months or a year and came straight to California. And I was sure that working in the film industry was, was what I was going to do. And I have. I, I've worked in the film industry. I'm a 24-year veteran. I'm in a union. I'm in the art department. Um, I did not know I was an artist until uh, Swamiji pointed it out to me. And that took uh, that was in my 30s. So it took me a long time to realize that that the creativity and the sensitivity were very, very positive. I thought they were curses because they made many aspects of life, including feeling so deeply um, difficult because I had already had a bundle of difficult feelings um, from the childhood I had. So having such a sensitivity, I was in such a degree of suffering. Life felt like suffering to me. Um, and I came out and I, I made it in the film industry pretty quickly. And so I was already working on, uh, um, I was working on a television show that was the top five in the United States. So that's success very quickly. And then I worked on film um, and I had some success there and commercials, but I was especially successful in, in TV. And I had the good fortune of being successful quickly and nothing changed. I was still very, very unhappy. I was still very much um, suffering. So I, I, I call that good graces because I already knew that I wasn't going to get happiness materially. Um, I had enough of income and enough prestige. It's not, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not a famous anybody. I'm not making millions of dollars, but I, I have enough of working on a prestigious job in a prestigious environment um, to where I can see this is not going to bring me happiness. And so I am, I am still in suffering. I, and in fact, it almost turned up the heat a bit because now I have these familiar unhappy feelings with success and at the time i was actually offered a job um so so i i'm a prop guy I, I work in the prop department of film and television that's within the art department it's very creative problem solving it's a lot of fun can be a lot of fun but it's also a lot of hours and a lot of work um but then i was offered a job as a writer twice um, by two successful producers. And both time, I just couldn't do it. I just I couldn't do it. And then I also had um, a very successful actor offer to get me an agent because I ended up acting in a production that it's a great story. I'm happy to tell it some other time, but it's a great story. 
So I ended up in this in this TV show, and he's like, "You were the best part of that that episode. I'd like to get you an agent." So I was like, "That isn't for me either." So now I have success in the film industry. I've been offered a writing position, and I've been offered an acting position, and I'm like, "This clearly none of this is it. None of this is going to bring me anything." I'm just so in it's like being in pain i'm i'm so i actually when i first met swamiji i had a, i had a phrase in my mind that happiness doesn't exist there's just different degrees of of unhappiness well that's where i was <laughs> i was what's what led up to i really i just kept having the thought that there's got to be something more to life there has to be there has to be something more to life and very soon after that, um, I was on a plane. Actually, before I was on the plane, I was I was traveling. I was traveling from the East Coast back to California. So I, I was in between, and I think I was somewhere in the Midwest in a layover. And I was walking through the terminal, and this gentleman, this, this guy, a little older than me, but not by much, really stood out to me. I, I just, I just, he really just, his face, his being, his demeanor, everything about him stood out to me. And I didn't really think anything of it. I just, you know, kind of was very quiet and kept to myself. And I boarded the plane. I'm going, I sat down, I unloaded my book and, you know, prepared to sit in my isolated way of avoidance and, and read this book. Um, and this guy walked in. Now all of a sudden he's going to sit next to me on the plane. And I just, there's just something about him that was so familiar and so comfortable. And he goes to sit down. I see we have the same shoes on. I'm like, okay, all right. There's, there's some things that are kind of whatever. Something's lining up. Clearly I'm, 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 I'm not sure what I'm thinking, but I, I just know that this person is familiar and this is, this is part of the arrangement that I would say. I, this moment has been arranged. And we proceeded to have uh, a very, the most profound conversation I had ever had in my life. So, you know, with hindsight, now that this is 20 years ago, I know that that's, that was the something more. That was the truly the key, you know, from, from being a kid and kind of having like, there's, you know, a feeling of, of, of let's say, enter, like you can feel the earth after a rain. Or not. There's always the something more. There's something more. There's a quality to life that you can't explain. And this felt like the key turning to that. In hindsight, in the moment, I'm just like amazed by this conversation that I have and this, this profound gentleman. And we, we really, really connect and we exchange information. We exchange books. And he was reading a spiritual book and I was reading Dan Brown's uh, um, Da Vinci Code. So that was about as quiet, like it was, that, that was like a slightly less conventional. That really shook. I didn't, do you realize how, I don't know if this is how it was in Europe, but that really shook up conventional people. It was like, oh my God, this is anti- this, this book is anti-church and anti- No, it wasn't. It was just a story, <laughs> a story that was about, you know, creativity. And it just was a fun book. And, and, and boy, man, there's a lot of people around me who it shook up. They were like, they won't even, uh, our church told us to not even read that. <laughs> like, 
anyway, we exchanged books. He wrote his information in my book. Actually, I'm missing the key point of the story. Let me, let me, before we exchange books and he gives the, the, the information in his book and make sure we got this, we had this wonderful connection and, um, uh, I, whatever, I already told it that way. So I'm just going to continue. So, uh, we exchange information. I end up writing to him back and forth. We, we, you know, these letters, he was profoundly meditative. He was just this incredible person. And in our conversation, he said to me after, you know, we've already connected and I'm already, I feel like I'm on a whole different, we were on a plane, but I felt like I was on a different plane. I was in a whole cosmic realm. He, uh, he said to me, have you ever heard of Osho? And inside myself, I 100% knew the answer was no. I had never heard of Osho. I, I, but I did what young people do. <laughs> and I did what conventional was, you know, much more conventional than people do. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I just tell you straight out, I lied. <laughs> I had not heard of Osho. I had never heard that name. Um, but I told him, yeah, 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 no, it seems familiar. It wasn't familiar at all. Never heard Osho, never heard anything. Whew. It's still, I'm still feeling it right now, just the impact of that's the initial moment that I became conscious or or aware or that that the real gift was Osho coming into my life from uh, uh, Francisco is his name. Uh, giving me the gift of Osho just by bringing, I'd never heard, I don't, never heard of spirituality, never heard of, just the vague ideas uh, that people are, are raised with. It's maybe good to mention here that Osho is our beloved guru's guru. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Osho is our, our guru's guru, he, who he calls master of masters, master for all time. Mm. And, um, and Osho. Both of us are also became later after having become uh, uh, Pramodaya disciples. We were also Osho sannyasins. So, yes, out of that's a later story, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 out of love of Osho, out of uh, admiration for our beloved Guru, out of sincerity. Yeah, sannyas with with Osho. That was for me sixteen years later. Mm. Wait, is that right? No, whatever. It, uh, Thirteen years later, so not only are we disciple, formally initiated disciples of Swami Pramodaya, but we end up taking sannyas together. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, of Osho. So when he said, "Have you ever heard of Osho?" and I said yes, and I knew the answer was no, he proceeded to tell me, you know, just the profundity and just the the amazement of Osho. So we we departed the plane. Um, one of my favorite parts of this whole interaction was when he's, he was, he just was so grateful and so sincere. And he said, well, we're almost there. I need to rest a little. And he just went, you know, we exchanged thank you and gratitude. And he just went and he put his hand like this. <laughs> and he did not move for the rest of the flight. He just was gone. We had this profound connection, all this. And I'm sitting there like a, person in fireworks like oh my god like just this just this just i have goosebumps right now just just mm -hmm. alive with all the like fireworks and and then he just is like boop, gone and for the rest of the flight he did not move and he just gone 
And we departed and he said, I'm going to mail you a book. And I was thrilled at the idea, but I, you know, you, you kind of forget about it. I don't know what's coming. I don't know. So he did, he mailed me, he ended up mailing me the book of the book of the secrets later changed to the book of secrets, which is the meditation techniques of Osho, Osho's original meditation techniques. And the book is four volumes or five volumes in one. So he sent me a gigantic book, huge. And I just was blown away. I mean, I mean, how is that not all set up and arranged? Here's somebody I just met. Here's somebody. And then he buys this expensive book and mails this expensive book. Um, yeah, it, it shows you also one of our guru's teachings, like life is other people. Like you, you decided to engage with that person. And also that, that, that person basically saved you. And also we talked about this before. Uh, why also, this is one of the other reasons why to have a Bhakti Talk podcast, uh, not to hide our under a bushel, not to hide our discipleship. This is a tendency we learned in the world, and I, I definitely see it in myself also in a non so not so spiritual environment as I walk in that I tend to be like, well, I'm not going to share too much. I, I walk around with a blessed cap and uh, people are even people are offended, like, how dare you wear a blessed cap? I'm like, well, everyone is blessed, by the way. And I don't add like, and I'm blessed because my guru is the biggest blessing ever. I should actually start to add that. Or <laughs> when 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 I see people are 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 genuine in their uh, <laughs> whatever reaction they have to towards the hat. But yes, not to hide under a bushel. And clearly, that person you just started to interact with him, and he he lit the fire. Yeah. Um... What I can hear in it is from what I just read on the uh, disciple initiation page or this, the formal discipleship information pages. I said yes. Mm. That's that's the thing that definitely happened. Is I I, I said yes. I mean, I could have easily been yeah. in in my, but there was there was just even the slightest sign. It just was like this yes to this. Yeah. It was seeing him and then seeing those shoes. And then it just, I just, I just knew that this person, I, it just was like, it was a turning towards and that turning towards, I say very clearly and very emphatically, that's entirely arranged by Osho. That's all Osho's grace. How could it not be? How could, so the, the, the next part that's Osho's grace is that book that and I started reading this book. And I'm I'm all in. I'm diving into it. And these meditation techniques work. They're real. They're powerful. And they just started rearranging me. And I start having mystical experience after mystical experience after mystical experience. And I am being rearranged. And I'm just like, <laughs> just blown out of the water. So not only do I now have that sense of there's something more to life. There's something more to life. There's something more to life. Now I have proof. I'm experiencing the something more and that's all arranged by Osho. So I, I um, am reading and reading this book and having experience after experience. And we get back to work on our TV show and I'm talking to this, this beautiful soul of a person. His name is Scotty. He's just, he's just an, you just always feel good around him. 
no matter what's going on, you feel good. And I was just talking to him and sharing him my experience. Of, like I, I'm blown away this summer. I, I'm, I'm positive there, there is something more to life. And I don't know what I want, but I know that it's, I don't know if I, it, it seems to be like, I want to be part of a retreat. That's what it seems. That's, that's the best I could come up with because I just still didn't have spirituality in my life. Um, and, and, and so I just was like, there's gotta be a training, a learning us. There's gotta be something. I didn't know that there was satsang with gurus. I didn't know gurus really existed. I just had a vague sense that people have. Um, but I was like, there's gotta be something. And I'll never forget. Scotty said to me, you know what? My girlfriend's getting her PhD in psychology. And this is all her thing. Let me just ask her if she knows of something. I'll check in. And so Scotty, the next day, brings me a magazine. I still have the magazine. I actually still on my wall uh, to the left. I still have uh, um, a I have the original ad. Um, so I get this magazine and it's it's a spiritual magazine. It's a spirituality things going on in Southern California magazine. And I'm flipping through it. And this picture same picture on on the the flyer different different flyer but same picture i see this this man's face and it really jumps at me i'm like huh and i kind of keep going and there happens to be a second ad so i've never actually talked about it but there's two ads in the same magazine one is for a general ad just saying hey this is what it is and one is for an upcoming workshop and the workshop was titled everyone knows everything by the way, it's been offered twice. So the first time was when I first went, and the second time is when you went. <laughs> so everyone knows everything was the the first. So I didn't know this at the time. So I see that. Let me just say, I saw this ad, and I end up going to their website, and I see that Swami Premadaya Bodhisattva Sri Swami Premadaya is his full name. Uh, Bodhi, so Swami Premadaya. And this workshop, everyone knows everything. I see on his website that his guru is Osho, that he is a sannyasin, a devotee, a disciple of Osho. And I was like, for sure, I'm going to this. I don't care what else is in this magazine. I am going to that. And I, um, it's, I, I know it's, this is the other reason for the Bhakti Talk podcast, because sometimes you just want to sit and enjoy and not even add words to this whole experience. But it's fun to share and relate because, remember, I'm completely suffering. I'm miserable. I, I don't believe happiness is real. Or, and then, you know, I, I've already signed off on that. <laughs> I'm, I've just accepted that life in, includes is just miserable. <laughs> And that there's nothing you can really do to change it. And then all this is being rearranged and arranged. So I go to this workshop. I immediately register and I go to this workshop. And I will never forget, I went very early. I was there, you know, way before ahead of time. I was so excited and probably nervous, but nervous, more excitement. And I just didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything. I just know this person and Osho. And there was an escalator. This the, the workshop was being held on the second floor. And there was an escalator. And 
I go and I'm early and I see at the bottom of the escalator, Swami Pramodaya. And I, he doesn't see me. I mean, he, it wouldn't matter if he did see me. He couldn't have known who I was. But I saw him and in, in, the, my, in my mind, what I heard inside myself was that's it. That's him. I'm done. And he goes up and he's in and, in the, and the workshop starts. And I am completely floored and blown away. I can't believe that this exists. I can't believe that there are people who come together and discuss what really matters and who discuss intimately what means the most to them and what, 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 what the profound. It's like here, here's an entire space being held to relate in the profound. And Swami Premadaya is working with people. He One in another teaching, Swami Premadaya, he says is he doesn't speak to groups. He speaks to individuals in groups. So not only does he work one-on-one -on -one in the age-old age tradition of question and answer format of working, but he actually, within the group, you're... I mean, this is my firsthand experience. Whatever he's saying and you're hearing, it's like you're already being uh, uh, worked with beyond a way you can explain. And I ended up going up and speaking to him, you know, sitting next to him at this Everyone Knows Everything workshop. And he profoundly rearranged. He, literally everything, it took me, some of, some of the insight and some of the gift of what he shared with me in that one workshop, I worked on for 18 years. I mean, that's how profound it was. He literally so in just like the, a phrase that he he shared with you. Um, he shared a phrase with me. And, I, you know, is it, it literally. Even if it took years, unraveled and healed my whole traumatic, my whole past, the whole trauma, the whole. And it gave me so much insight in it. But I, I just never forget. That's him. That's it. I'm done. And so it's just been about more and more cooperating with that. So I can't share that story without at least indicating some of Swami Pramadaya's story. Um, because his story is also his to tell, but he's told it. And I'm happy to share it because it's profound and blows me away. But he, he, his story is that he was a staunch atheist. And when he was in his 30s, um, I if if I have this right, I I'm not sure what asked. I don't know if he was already graduated from if he had already graduated from graduate school, if he had his degree, and if he was an intern at the time. Um, he was a, a therapist prior to becoming a spiritual spiritual teacher, a very very successful, a very good therapist, and then it became clear to him that he was working with people beyond a therapeutic mode. He was truly working with people spiritually, but that's prior to starting Icoda. Um, I want to make sure I say this as clear as possible. So it, you can tap into it. He was a voracious reader and a atheist and on his way to becoming a therapist and he stopped into the same bookstore every day and he read about a book a day and he read every topic there is. So he shares in his story, but he never came near the spirituality section. 
And the spirituality, he used to say, he used to have a phrase that spirituality is for uh, old ladies, mental defectives or people who had mental health problems. It's something to, you know, to the same, very atheistic uh, uh, view. He used to have his stance um, until one day he went into that bookstore that he visited every day. He, he says he used to bike to work and bike home from work. And on the way home, he would stop into the bookstore and get a new book. And that's that was part of his routine. And one day he goes into the bookstore and he said, almost like a conveyor belt, he was brought over to the spiritual book section. Um, and he just is reached over, grabbed a book, pulled a book off a shelf. And on the cover of this book is a man's face. And when he saw that man's face, Inside himself, he he heard, this is my master, I am his disciple. And that book, the face on the book was Osho. So again, arranged, delivered to the guru, delivered to the doorstep, delivered to the master, delivered to the master. Here he is, boom, this is my, this is my master, I am his disciple. How do you explain that? Well, how do you explain that it was also the same exact book that Francisco mailed me. <laughs> so that's what I call a neon sign of confirmation. It's like 30 years apart and almost the exact same phrase in the exact same experience, both arranged by Osho, both completely arranged in a way to where you can even try to deny it, but it's so in your face with fact and actuality that you have a hard time denying. Like you just know, you know, inside yourself, your mind might come up to deny it. Your mind might say, hey, you, you're nuts. What, what does this even mean? Don't do this or whatever. Your mind can come up with whatever it comes up with. But the, the proof is so far, you know, talk about beyond. There's gotta be something more to life. The, the beyond itself is coming in and arranging this to where it's undeniable. Even you can't deny it. You're just like, wait a minute. So I didn't know that at the time, obviously, hmm. but but think about it from the guru's side. I I, I I'm not you know I don't want to ever uh, try to say I know what the guru's thinking, but think about Swami Pramadaya. He is a, he shared this story. He said he got the command from God. So what does that mean? Well, the command was to make yourself available to people spiritually. That was his command. So that became his mission. He even was like, are you sure? I don't really, this isn't for me. It's not something I want. So I don't, I don't ever dream of, or I have no want, no part in starting a spiritual center. But he agreed because he got the, the command, which was very clearly make yourself available to people spiritually. So he agreed to that. And he said, all right, well, I'll do one event. Well, look at that one event. Look what happened. Here, here comes this guy, plus many other people. There's a whole crowd there. But here comes this guy with a story that is, hey, this is arranged by Osho. What do you think that does for confirmation for him? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to confirm the, the like, this is the right, that he's not crazy. You know, again, I don't want to speak for him, but look at, look at that arrangement. Mm. And then look what keeps happening, the people who show up like yourself and yeah. um, many, many others. Well, and there's a lot of, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people came through Osho or were brought by Osho. And it's actually, um, I recently, I related this, how 
Osho entered the first time in my life. And actually, actually, I didn't put two and two together, but I just briefly share it. I remember being 15. Uh, it's my birthday is 19th of January. On the 20th of January, I'm filing through a newspaper and I see a picture of Osho. And it says like uh, Bhagwan, the Bhagwan with Rolls Royces died yesterday. So on my 15th birthday, Day, Osho died and I remembered him from magazines for close to the Netherlands in the Netherlands there were a lot many sannyasins and there was always a bit of fuss about Osho so the face was a bit familiar but then seeing it like ah interesting huh my birthday ah okay and he died but that was the first time I read a bit more about Osho and that oh it is a thing there is something like a guru and people are actually attracted to that and huh that was the first time that the guru disciple phenomenon like the seed was sown in a way and then also um, going to that first workshop I went to at the end there was a book stand with Osho books and also some native jewelry and actually I, I forgot that also I bought a bracelet and I wore it um, every day for until Pramadaya uh, arrived here. I just wanted to share that Osho. Oh, I didn't I didn't know that part. Yeah, that's... I also forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what this is for. This is yeah. why sharing is so fun. It's like all these things have an effect in ways yeah. that we, we can't even yeah. we can't even understand. But, yeah. you know, there's a time that I was I was speaking to Swami Pramadaya and I I literally said to him, I feel like all of this, everything is arranged completely by Osho. Mm -hmm. And now I wouldn't call that a feeling. I'd call that actual. How do you how can you possibly explain that an atheist goes in yeah. bookstore, pulls a book off, says, this is my master. I am disciple. And it's the book of the secrets, volume one. Mm -hmm. And then 30 years later, after getting a command and starting, uh, I, okay, I agree to a one workshop. We'll see if we'll see if anybody shows up. And one of the people who are there who then comes to everything <laughs> is brought there by the book of the secrets from Osho 30 years later. Mm -hmm. That's it's not possible. Coincidences don't exist like that. Yeah. This is absolutely arranged. This is absolutely how it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that's what's going on all the time. Mm -hmm. We're just not aware of it. We're just not sensitive to it. We're just, you know, I'm not some rare special case. It's it's every being, spiritual being, is a rare special case. You're you, and mm -hmm. it's it's being arranged. It's I love that quote. God doesn't arrange music. I'm sorry. God doesn't create music. He arranges it. Mm -hmm. I mean, look how everything is arranged. Your and I's meeting was arranged. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's incomprehensible, and in hindsight, you go, yeah. And I I've now been with Swami Pramadaya, so that that arranged meeting was October second, two thousand and four. So mm -hmm. that was arranged almost twenty years ago now. You know, we're, we've started our twentieth year. Um, it's been 19 years and we've started our 20th year. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And that's October 2nd, 2004. I remember very clearly because of how, <laughs> I mean, it's changed my life. And I should say where I am now, I'm happy. 
Mm-hmm. I, it turns out that I was really, really, really wrong. And it took the grace of our beloved guru. It took the grace of Osho. It took being arranged by the divine itself. Boy, was I was I way wrong. Not only not only is is healing completely possible, but happiness is your very birthright. And I am and at happy. And it's not because of something. Whether whatever's going on in, in my life, whatever I'm experiencing, whatever I'm feeling, the very base is happiness and joy and often uh, a blissful itself. And that comes through practicing diligently yeah, yeah, the wisdom yeah, ways and practices yeah. <laughs> of Swami yeah. Primadaya for the, the last 20 years. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the whole getting out of the mud, shedding all the blankets, shedding all the overcoats, then of <laughs> course, everything is lighter and absolutely joy, happiness. It is also something I'm seeing more and more also having these talks and then also looking back, it's like, oh, wow, I actually, I'm, like, I think that's a story of all disciples. Like, if you think back of your life before discipleship, it's like, Oof, that wasn't that that wasn't that wasn't very happy that was very <laughs> very confused and dark and mud mud yeah we all start at suffering we yeah. all do yes. suffering is absolutely included but the the truth is you can i mean that's one of that was another workshop swamiji has held the un, end of suffering is possible for you yes and the end of suffering is possible you mm. can actually get to happy and it's not a passing feeling state. It's actually your very birthright. And the more you shed and the more natural, the more you, you are, the happier you are. So that's yet another reason for this podcast is to be not only a testimonial, but to be a, a, a road sign. May, may may we be so lucky as to be an indicator of Mm. what's possible. And may we be so lucky to, to acknowledge and share our beloved guru's teachings and how true it actually is that you can actually be happy. You can actually live freedom itself as yourself. Yeah. And so it seems like the right place to end to me. Fantastic. Um, uh, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, brother. I, thank I, you. I enjoyed this so much. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm ready to... <laughs> continue on, on. Continue. Yeah. yeah i i really do want to um thank anybody who might be listening to the bhakti talk podcast i do want to share that we are um presented by uh, the international centers of divine awakening uh and you can see our full calendar of upcoming events. I'll put the website up for everybody. Um, you can see the full calendar of upcoming events on i-coda.org, as well as read, uh, experience, uh, hear uh, Swami Pramadaya's teachings on our website. You can also see his calendar and attend an upcoming satsang, where you can bring your most uh, burning questions and speak with Swami Pramadaya directly. Um, We certainly welcome any comments or questions. Uh, You can find the Bhakti Talk podcast on our website, as well as anywhere you find streaming services, such as Spotify, uh, Apple, and I don't know, whatever else is out there. (laughs) 
Um, and then I really want to thank you, my beloved brother, my guru bai. I love that term, guru uh, my guru bai. Uh, I want to acknowledge how honored and privileged uh, we are to serve the spiritual path through the wisdom, ways, and practices of our beloved guru, Swami Pramadaya. Thank you, Guruji. Thank you, Guruji. Yeah. Jai Gurudev. And we'll see you next time. Or he'll talk to you next time. <laughs>